Hi there, everybody. Janet Gallen here welcoming you to Love Letters Live. And you know there's always a lot to say about writing love letters and receiving them. But today, I want to talk about writing love letters during this awful time of the plague. This is a time of this coronavirus attack on humankind because there's some frightening new and unpleasant realities in addition to the disease itself and trying to control it and take care of people. One reality is fear. Another is an overwhelming sadness. Many people don't have the energy to do too much. I talk to people who are always early risers, as I am, and they tell me in amazement that they're sleeping late. I, too, have been sleeping late. I was confused at first, but the more I talk to people, I realize I think it's from emotional exhaustion. Emotional exhaustion is another trouble we look at. And then there's the blight of being alone in isolation. Isolation is damaging to our emotional and physical health. We know that. We can diminish the harm of that, even though we are maybe sitting here feeling the sorrow of what we're being denied because we can't have friends over, we can't have our children over, we can't have our parents over, we can't travel, we can't go to the beach, we can't enjoy an evening out at a restaurant. Many of us have lost jobs, and others in crafts, you know, the, the entertainment, they can't, they can't work, they can't work at whatever is their craft. Writing love letters or gratitude letters will ease that isolation. The miracle of it all is, I think, in my experience, that writing a love letter brings that friend, brings everyone, anyone you write to, it brings that person, your friends and your relatives, right back into your presence. It brings us the company of those we love best, those we've loved in the past, and those people we want to love. It is, once you start writing, it is as if they are sitting there with you. Why is this? Good question, simple answer. Because bathing in the positive, even in the grimmest of times, you'll see it brings a smile to your lips, it evens out your breathing, it relaxes your muscles, those, those jaws will unclench. I recently did a workshop with Teresa Ayers, my co-founder, on writing love letters to the dying, and you would have every right to think that was too grim a task for people to take on that they would shrink away from it. But here's what happened. The tables filled up with people <coughs> who were about to lose someone they loved and how truly awful that is. But as soon as they started to write, they started to smile, sometimes laughed out loud at written memory, fists unclenched, face muscles relaxed. The truth is they were having a whale of a good time. They were. So we hear a lot about the lost art of uh, letter writing. You hear people say, oh, well, letter writing is a lost art. I want to say nonsense. And I would like to know who started that vicious rumor. It's not a lost art. It's just in the hands of the fewer of us who choose to do it. A love letter is a gift designed by you for one person on this earth. Unless you're writing, say, to a group of nurses or doctors or the fire department, those are lovely also. But as a rule, it's from you to one person. And that letter that you write is, in its own right, a work of art. More to the point, as Teresa and I used to say, it's a work of heart. Your heart, to be exact, in an envelope on the way to someone dear to you. 
So let's talk about what a love letter is. I think a love letter is your truth put to paper in the most compassionate, loving way possible. A love letter is your best self put to paper. And what is that best self? I say, your best self is that part of you that sees the best in others and is dear enough to say so. Do you have to have just, you know, unqualified love, uncomplicated love for someone to write a love letter? No. Uh, Sometimes there are people who are difficult in your life, but you've had a relationship with them and you may want to write a love letter. Is this hard to do? It's not hard to do, but it takes some planning. You have to think about this. You have to sift through the ick to get to the nuggets of gold. And the truth of it is most people do. And it's so worth the time. It is a beautiful letter to write. It is kind of, well, it's a love letter. Sometimes it's a letter of forgiveness, which is also a wonderful thing to do. But you can't use the word, I forgive you, because it sets you up in you know a position that's a little righteous. But there are ways of forgiving people by writing a letter of understanding about why someone behaved as he or she did. You're going to have to do a couple of rough drafts on that one and get it just how you want it before you get to the actual stationery that you're going to use. This planning is important. Uh, The envelope. I start out and advise others. The first thing we do is to address and stamp that envelope And the reason is really simple. It's too easy to get distracted. Once you have put a stamp and an address on that envelope, I I have never seen anybody, myself included, who will let that task go, put it off. Because for some reason, that price of a first-class postage stamp, nobody's going to waste it. I don't know why that is. Because most of us can waste a buck here and there, and we don't think anything of it. But that postage stamp, we are not willing to toss into the garbage unused. Let's talk about um, what love letters are for. They are really for anything you want to do. They are for, uh, most are not romantic, but those are wonderful. And by the way, sometimes a letter that just has those three little words, I love you, is good enough. A letter that says, you're so special, doesn't mean anything. That phrase doesn't mean anything to me. The, 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 the reasons that a person is so special, that means everything. And when you sit down to write a love letter to somebody or to share memories or to invite someone into your life, whatever it is, when you sit down, here's a good exercise. It's kind of fun to do anyway. Choose a person, get a piece of paper, scratch paper, you know. And write down, (coughs) excuse me, everything about that person that is so special, unique. Never use the word. Just write down the items that are important about that person. And be specific. And they can be anything and everything, including what, what they do daily that brings strength to others, what they think, um, the languages they speak, what they, it doesn't even matter. And physical beauty, by the way, don't forget that. I know, beauty's only skin deep, blah, blah, blah. That is so true, but still, everyone wants to be thought of as attractive. And the truth of the matter is, everyone is. Everyone's got something beautiful to look at. 
Put it down. Put it all down. You've got the most beautiful hair, skin like a dream, legs, feet, hands, teeth, smile. It doesn't matter. Think about it. Put it down. People will love to be remembered at their most beautiful. Um, remember, put down talents. Put down talents. Put down talents of cooking, of special dishes or recipes that you remember. Certain, you know, clothing that you remember. The reasons they looked handsome or beautiful. The reasons they were, the, the things they did for others. You know, protecting someone in, in, in their lives. Um, standing up to a bully. Walking people through, physically walking people to class through danger. To work through danger. There's so many things to write down. You'll know what to do. I will say also that sometimes a love letter of apology is just the best. First of all, it feels great to write it. And I will admit that I know that because I've had to write a couple. And how wonderful it feels to get it. It sometimes saves a relationship. One of, one of my guests many years ago, <laughs> she had a favorite aunt. I mean, they were close. She had a, a relationship with this woman closer than that with her mother. And they, they, were, they loved each other totally, unconditionally. And the aunt gave this woman her mahjong set, one of her most treasured things in life. Gave her the mahjong set. And this woman <coughs> accepted it. And a couple of years later, if she wasn't playing mahjong, she gave it away. In conversation, she mentioned to the aunt that she gave it away. And the aunt never spoke to her again. The aunt was so upset that she could have taken this precious gift given from the heart and just tossed it over to somebody else. That was the end of their relationship. And this, this woman was just, she was so bereft at the loss of this love that she'd always had in her life. She sat down and wrote an apology. She wrote an apology and talked about how she really shouldn't have done that and Whatever she said, it was a beautiful apology. She mailed it. She heard from the aunt. A couple of days later, the relationship was fixed. Sometimes an apology for something is all it takes to put things back on track. So, you know, it's, it's a wonderful thing to do. Uh, and by the way, no apology has the word but in it. There's no such thing as, I apologize for what I did, but I, uh-uh. No. And a good apology is really... Acknowledging what you've done, and then just uh, you know to go on about how the other person did not didn't deserve such behavior, and again that's kind of shifting in to the other person's wonderful qualities, i.e., a wonderful love letter. Why not a phone call? Well, I'm shouldn't I, I'm not saying that you shouldn't call, but remember that you can't reread a phone call. You are dependent on your memory to remember what a phone call was, and you know memory fades over decades or gets altered totally. What you put down in a love letter, and, and you can't reread a phone call. When you put down what you feel in a love letter, people can reread that, and you will find that a love letter is your truth to paper. It is always your truth. Okay, so you might ask, what about the love letter to that boy in your life to whom you pledged undying love forever, you would cross mountains and swim seas 
for the sake of this love. What about that love letter? And then you have a chance to see it, I don't know, you know, 20 years later. And you look at this letter and think, what was I thinking? Was I absolutely insane? No, you weren't insane. What you were thinking was how much you loved this fellow. And even though you don't feel that way anymore, and you think you may be insane for having loved him, that love letter is still your truth. It is the truth about how you felt at the time. And, I, and that can be so instructive. I want to say that we live, of course, in a time of miracles, and it's worth making a copy of the love letters you send. Just stick them in a file. You may want to know at some point later what you said to people. And this is, this is really a wonderful thing we can do. You can, you can make a copy. You can take a cell phone shot of it. Just file it away. Letters are usually found. I don't know anybody who has ever thrown away love letters. Well, a couple of people who have been so angry at former sweethearts that they have, you know, burned it all. But as a rule, people don't throw away letters. They don't. They just don't. They stick it in a shoebox. They stick it in a desk drawer. They're found a generation or two or more later. So the love letters that you write today will be a gift to your grandchildren and great-grandchildren, and how wonderful them to, for them to know something about you. I, on, that, <laughs> on that topic, I have been asked, how sexy can you be in a love letter? Well, I say feel free. This letter is between you and one other person. Let her rip. Why not? But then some people have asked, well, what about our grandchildren finding it someday? I say, good. Let them learn a little something about Grandma. She wasn't always a frail, gray-haired old woman, you know. So, and let them learn a little something about Grandpa. By the way, I don't mean to leave the men out. I mean, let them get to know you at your most vigorous time. And what a wonderful legacy that is to know that you came from this kind of thing. Um, I know I had that experience myself about finding out about my maternal grandparents, it was just delightful. If, if well, okay, I, I think this is enough really for one day because I'm going to come back and talk about some other things um, and, the, and the importance of writing letters or the reason, there's always an importance, but the reasons now that stand out a little bit extra and what they serve during this awful time. Writing a love letter, <coughs> excuse me, is not a one-time event. It's a way of life. You can write to everyone you want to over time. Do one today, maybe one tomorrow, next month, six months, as you think of it. I want to tell you that gratitude and love taken to the grave serves no one. Gratitude and love sent where it belongs serves everyone. Serves you, serves the per it just obviously everyone. Second, this letter that you write today is your history in your own hand, and it's often, when found later, a first-hand record of world history. We are writing now in the time of the plague, when people, generations later, find these letters, I'm going to cry, find these letters you're writing today. They're going to know something about how we lived our lives during this time of the plague, the year 2020. They are going to know how despite loneliness and fear, isolation and death surrounding us, we were able to focus on our blessings 
and send them on to those we love. So thank you for letting me talk to you, just me today. Have a good time writing them, and I'll be back soon. Bye.